0: You're listening to The Big Show with George Russick and Maddie Rose.
1: On Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Hour number three. It's The Big Show, Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960, The Fan at the bottom of the hour. We're giving away day six of our 12 days of Christmas, courtesy of Wild Rose Brewery. asking you, uh, how, did, how did Jonathan Huberto miss that open net on Saturday afternoon? How? How did he miss it? 960, 960 name, and location. But right now, after a busy, busy, intriguing Sunday in the National Football League, Charles Davis, NFL analyst for CBS Sports and NFL Network, courtesy of Tom's House of Pizza, pizza made to perfection with locations in Calgary and Okie Charles, good morning. How are you?
2: George and Maddie, I'm doing great. Quick question for you. Yes. Did he miss the net like Rizzo kept missing the shot in Miracle and Herb? Played by Kurt Russell. Got yep. upset. Remember
1: how upset he got? Yep. Yeah. He missed it again. Yeah. It was a. It was a yawning I, put, cage. I put
2: you on point for this play, Rizzo. Remember that? Yeah. It was. Uh. It was. And then of course, then of course, then he didn't miss it against the Russians in the. And people forget. It wasn't the gold medal game.
1: <laughs> yeah, they had to beat the Czechs still to win the gold medal because it was round robin.
2: Beat, think, was it the Czechs or was it Sweden in the in the final? Was it Finland?
1: Yeah, they beat the Soviets in the semis, and then Finland in the final. Yeah. yeah.
2: Finland, Finland in the final. Yeah, right. But of course, you know, it's a much better movie when you do that. But in the movie, they did cover it. They said, of course, this was not it. And we came from behind again to get it done. One of the great, I have to tell you guys this real quick. Sure. One of the greatest days I've ever spent, an afternoon with Herb Brooks. Mm. Me and Herb Brooks. Now, it's like the Sesame Street thing. One thing doesn't <laughs> belong.
0: <laughs>
2: With the but other, yeah. I, was doing something for, yeah. I was doing something for the U.S. Olympic festivals in Minnesota, and we were on a boat on one of those little, you know, kind of short cruises, everybody's mingling and what have you. And, of course, you know, Herb's just getting bobbed because he's Herb Brooks. And I was just hanging out, and after a while, you know, for whatever reason, he just kind of gravitated. He's like, hey, what are you doing? I was like, I did you know, well oh. He said, come on, walk with me. And we went away from people. And I got like two hours alone with him, just me and Herb Brooks. The greatest afternoon. It was awesome. And I kept reconciling with everything I'd heard about just how hard he was on that team. And this was before the movie, okay, long before the movie. But, of course, the stories were already legendary about what he did with that team and all that that, that went down. This was the coolest guy, just having a beer, just talking about life and hockey and the whole thing, regaling me with tales. That's pretty cool. Anyway, I think we're supposed to talk football. No, no, it's okay. Going hockey. Sorry,
1: I got to ask you one more. That's the number one sporting moment in American history, is it not? The Miracle on Ice. Just based on the political landscape, the geopolitical undertones of the whole thing, beating the uh, improbable Soviets who were just such an overwhelming favorite. Yeah. Yeah, like, uh, again, like, I know Jesse Owens winning gold in 96 in Munich uh, with Adolf Hitler watching, and and he wins and dominates the Olympics. But the miracle on ice, and that's something that Americans really take pride in, which why we want here as Canadians, Americans love Olympic hockey, and it was based on the miracle on ice. That's the top sporting moment in the United States, isn't it?
2: I think it is. I think you're right about that because of everything that you put in there. Plus, remember, we were struggling as a country then. You know, we had you know the, the gas shortage, right. right? We had boycotted the. We were boycotting the. You know, we boycotted the Summer Games. You know, and 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 the whole deal. And are the Russians coming? Are they not coming? You know, that was a big deal. And for Herb, that was huge because of what was going on. And then other things that went into it. If you ever bought the movie Miracle and they gave you know the director's cut and the box set, and you have all these interviews that they had with him before, because you know he passed away before the movie came out. He had the car wreck and died, but they had all the interviews that they had with him to help set things up and learn more about it. And he told me the story that afternoon because people forget, and and why would they remember? Herb made the 1960 Olympic team. For the U.S. as a player. And then right before the Olympics, you remember how he had to cut three guys in the movie to get down to that right number right, right at the end? Yeah. He was one of those guys. He got
1: cut. Mm.
2: And that 1960 team upset the Soviets in Squaw Valley, California, right. and won the gold. And Herb was sitting at home with his father watching that game, and the U.S. wins. And the old man turns to him and goes, well, I guess the coach made the right decision.
1: <laughs>
2: and, he me, and he told me that story that afternoon. And then when I was watching the movie and the cut and the, and the interviews, he was telling them that story. And I fell over. I said, oh, my God. Could you imagine? You're sitting there yeah. with your old man. The old man turns to me and goes, yeah, I don't know what you're all upset about. I guess he figured it out. Yeah. And, he just, and he missed the Olympic team. So that's what drove him when he was going and doing. But, yeah, it's the moment we all kind of hit. And last thing that's this tangential trivia, Jim McKay was hosting the Olympics for the United States Television as he became known. He was iconic that way,
1: right? The thrill of victory, the agony of defeat. Yes,
2: the whole thing, right? And remember, he sat in the chair during Munich with the terrorists. Oh, yes. And sat in that chair for all those hours and told us what was going on, Brasco. Anyway, all that being said, that night, if you go back and watch the tape, because the game was tape-delayed, which you can't do now and not know the result. But back then, none of us knew the result. So we all thought we were watching it live. Now, he announced it was on tape and blah, 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 and he just said, there was this little subtle thing, you might be interested in this one, or something along that line. That was it. You know, and a lot of people, you know, me, of course, missed it, the whole deal. He was letting us know, you might want to tune into this bad boy, because he already knew the result at that point. Yeah. Jim McKay, his son is Sean McManus, the president of CBS Sports, and my boss today.
1: No way. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> How That's wild awesome. is
2: that? Because cause the family name is McManus, and he went by McKay on TV.
1: Um, I also know that the agony defeat was a Yugoslavian ski jumper, and my parents were born there. Oh. So I've always known that the poor ski jumper <laughs> falls down the hill. <laughs> the agony defeat. The oh. guy was from Yugoslavia at the time, which, uh, which I always we knew. All
2: kn- we all know him.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Like, and yeah. He,
2: he, he hit a level of fame or infamy, whatever you want to call oh, yeah. it. And I do remember growing up, and from time to time, he would pop up in the ABC studios or somewhere. Someone would do a story, right? Yeah. Hey, what are, the guy who fell. <laughs> and yes. I think he didn't like it at first. Yeah. And then he realized, this is kind of pretty, this is keeping me going.
1: Yeah. Gotta lean and then into I think it.
2: he embraced it. Yeah, then he embraced it. He was like, yep. I'm. The- hey, he probably walked into parties. You know, I'm the guy that fell. All right, I'm that guy. <laughs> That's me. Here's-
1: I'm anybody the agony want- of anybody
2: defeat. Want you yeah. Yeah. If hey, I <laughs> want to see the tape, I'm iconic.
1: Yeah. I'm the agony of defeat. Um, <laughs> Charles. Speaking of leaning, and this is why I'm such a pro um, when it comes to uh, transitions. Um, the penalty in the what Chiefs game yesterday. But I like the yesterday. fact that
2: you recognize your transition. Yeah, that's no, yeah, like. for sure. I like that you recognize yeah. just how
1: good you are No, at no. I love that. That's so how bad I am at them. That's the problem. The penalty in <laughs> <and> the <laughs> no, Chiefs I game in the offside. Yeah. Now yeah. are the Chiefs, and when Andy Reid comes out and says something like that, I really pay attention yeah. because he usually doesn't do yeah. stuff like that. Your thoughts on the whole play because – like, Mahomes was right. It did rob us of one of the greatest plays we've ever seen in an NFL football game.
2: Great. Great play. Great play. Right call. Okay. And what I – right call because it wasn't even
1: close. Yeah.
2: Like, Kadarius Tony, and here's the thing. You go running out there. If you go to any practice session, if you are on the sideline of a game, NFL, college, whatever, even high school kids, know. When you run out there, you turn to whatever side you know that that you're on, and find the side judge or the line judge, and you get an acknowledgement that you're good or you're not good. I was literally at a practice this weekend. All right, I was at Cleveland's practice, and all NFL teams bring in officials to do a little bit of stuff, and I was standing behind the guy on a go on a red zone drill, and every receiver ran out there. And he'd look at him, and I'd hear him say, you're good, you're good, and he'd call up the guy's number. You're good, 85. You're good, 15. Nope, nope. And the guy would make a step back. You're good. He never even did that. And frankly, because it was Kadarius Tony, I have zero surprise that he didn't do it. Zero. Like, if anyone was going to be involved in something that would go wrong for Kansas City, yeah, I'd, I, I would say it'd be Kadarius Toney. He has an ability <laughs> to be involved in things that go wrong consistently, and it showed up again. So right call. Now, the frustration we're seeing, Andy Reid, hey, usually they warned me, that's to take pressure off of his team. His team made the mistake. But he's going to want to wear the pressure now and deal with the league so that it takes it off of them so he can deal with them internally. Patrick Mahomes going crazy about the call. Not surprised. I don't think it's the call. I really don't. I think the call, yes. The call was a symbol. But that's Patrick's frustration of this season. Drop balls. Fumbles (laughs) downfield. Guys not being dependable. But he's never going to say that. He can't. He's trying to get them right. But once again, blown opportunity. Guys don't make plays down the stretch. Guys make the simplest play, wipe out a touchdown that would have beaten Buffalo, and here's the flip side of it: if that's not called, could you imagine Buffalo? Yeah. Because the guy that was offsides clearly scored the touchdown. So, so as much as you know, yeah, it's ticky tack, yeah, it's this, yeah, it's that. It wasn't even close, and I really don't think that everything we saw in the aftermath was truly about the call. Here I am playing amateur psychologist, but I just think that that reaction from Patrick Mahomes, yeah, the call, but I think that's a season-long of frustration that just 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 finally got uncorked.
1: Yeah, and I don't know about the, how the Chiefs would feel about it, but I don't know if there's another team that seemingly gets more calls going their way every single Sunday.
2: They, they, they've benefited greatly over the years. There's no doubt about it. Good teams typically do. There's, you know, the better the team typically calls go their way. I'm not getting into that psychology because I'm now now I'm totally out of my depth. But it does happen that way. I think if you went back when the Celtics were great, I bet you know back when Russell and that crew, they were terrific. But I bet you a lot of calls went their way. You know, yeah. you know when the Lakers were were doing their thing, the Canadiens, whoever the dominant teams are, calls tend to fall your way. Because you are establishing the pace and you're the one that people kind of identify with consciously and subconsciously. But lately they didn't get the call in Green Bay when it was clearly past interference and they would have had a chance to win that ball game. The one in the in the end zone, I think we covered that, the Hail Mary. Mm-hmm. Nah, let's get past that one, guys. Not this year, let's do it next year if you're gonna if you're going to actually officiate it differently. Well, you know, this one with Tony. Yeah, I can understand the frustration, but if you watch the tape, it's not hard. You, you, I mean, if if you're going to have the officials just say, let that one go, you're just going to start him a yard ahead of the ball, two yards? <laughs> Are we going to now bring, maybe we'll go Canadian and you just start towards the line of scrimmage before the ball snaps? Mm-hmm. Because that's part of the rules there and everyone understands it. But this is not part of it. He is clearly offside, he never looks to get an acknowledgement. And frankly, as I said before, because it's Kadarius Toney, I had zero surprise.
1: The Chiefs still have, obviously, a very good chance at the playoffs and even making some damage after sure. that. And like you mentioned, Pat Mahomes isn't going to call out Kadarius Toney or his receivers at this point of the no. season. But but in the off season, what's the message to the front office? Find the money and get me some guys that can go out and make some plays that aren't named Travis Kelsey?
2: You know, I think privately you meet with Brett Veach, the general manager, You meet with Andy Reid, the head coach, and in Patrick Mahomes' way because he does take care of his teammates quite well and and everyone. He's not going to be that guy. I think that everyone involved has to say and have an acknowledgement that last season when they won the Super Bowl, they put a lot on Patrick to get those receivers right then, didn't they? Because that wasn't a stellar crew. Okay, Never did I think that I would ever say these words this year. Boy, they kind of missed Juju Smith-Schuster. Never Whoa. thought I'd ever say that. Whoa. Whoa. Okay? But, but think about this season, and you tell me if I'm way off base. I'm really not. That's how rough it's been with the receivers outside. And then they counted on him to get this group right. And it has actually affected Travis Kelsey because his yards per catcher down, he may be getting the ball, but there's so much more attention there because that's where it has to go he's not able to get the normal run after catch and add to the yardage total. So that's, that's part of what's happening with all of it. And you keep waiting for someone to, you know, assume that role and break out. And it's been very inconsistent all the way through. I think that at some point, there has to be acknowledgement of, yes, Patrick gets everyone better around him, but let's meet him halfway with some better players or some guys who are going to make better plays. Kadarius Tony. They keep waiting for him to be that guy. Some guys are just that, that player where sometimes the disappointment just keeps coming because you know the talent's there. That's not an issue. flashes are there. You're waiting for Sky Moore to jump up and be consistent. You know, you're waiting. Now, Rasheed Rice, the rookie out of SMU, had a key fumble in this game. I'm really bullish on him. Obviously, he's got to learn how to hold on to the ball. But I'm bullish that he's going to be a big-time receiver for them. But overall with the group, they some have to do some, some soul-searching on it. The flip side, guys, as you know, is there's a thing called the salary cap. <laughs> yeah. And where is all the money going? And where are the places that you think you can get away with quote-unquote lesser? And that's something they'll have to evaluate as they continue to move forward. Because we might be talking in January, late in January, well, it's an AFC championship game again. <laughs> you know, It's not out of the realm of possibility. They're not even close to dead. But Buffalo saved their season yesterday. Kansas City could have put a spike in them. But more than anything, their frustration is just simply they have lost four of six, and they can't quite get going. And they're not used to that on offense. Defense has played quite well for Kansas City.
1: Charles Davis, NFL analyst, CBS Sports, NFL Network. Uh, Thanks to Tom pizza here. Big Show Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960, the fan. Which team is kind of fading? Twenty-seven, down the st- twenty-seven varieties of pizza. That's it. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, longest thank pizza you. in Calgary since uh, since you know 1963. There you go. Um, Charles, which team is fading more? Which team is fading more down the stretch here? Lions or Eagles? Lions. Hmm. Because because the Lions? Eagles
2: the look. No, look at who the Eagles have lost to. Then look at who the Lions have lost to. Yeah. It's not not apples to apples. I mean, the Eagles are losing the teams that are up there in their echelon. It's funny. I was talking with Dave Wanstead. I don't think he'll mind me saying this. Former coach of the Bears, former coach of the Dolphins, you know, coached at Pitt. He told me this week on Tuesday, last week on Tuesday, decisively the Bears are going to beat the Lions on Sunday. Hmm. And I was like, Dave, you into the Cups already? Like, you know, <laughs> you into the holiday cheer? And he was like, I'm telling you. He said, You've seen recently the Bears defense is playing better. Offense is starting to come together a little bit. He said, This team is a tough out from here on out. And he said, they're gonna beat the Lions on Sunday. And he was right. But 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 do the Bears equate to the Cowboys? No. Do the Bears equate to the 49ers? No. Does Green Bay equate to either one of them, even though they're playing better right now?
1: Mm.
2: You know, that's what I'm talking about. It's not the same. So I'd have to say the Lions are fading far.
1: Um, what, what's your thoughts on uh, Trevor Lawrence getting the start for the Jags? It's a game you did uh, against the Browns in yeah. Cleveland. Cleveland with the big win. Joe Flacco leads him to a victory. How did Trevor Lawrence look that? to you? And I know he there's a point where the guy wants out there, he wants to help his team win. But how hampered sure. was he by that high ankle sprain, Charles?
2: He really wasn't. I watched him in warmups. ups down on the field when he came out and warmed up and, and gave it an extra go. I watched him during the game. You remember early in the ball game, he scrambled and took off on a run, and there was no hitching his giddy up. Mm. I talked with three different Jags organization people, pretty good levels, right? And all three of them independently told me in pregame. That there was much more concern as the week went on and they watched him work out by the time they got to Sunday. They remembered the knee injury he had in Indianapolis and then played on Thursday night in New Orleans. They were way more concerned that night than they were on Sunday afternoon about him playing. Even though what we saw looked so gruesome on Monday night, he came out of that incredibly well. So his play on Sunday was not because of the ankle, in my opinion. He had gotten away with a couple of times before where he didn't practice much and then played pretty well on Sunday. Last year against Tennessee, he had spent the whole week trying to get a foot right and threw for well over 300, and they won a big game. The knee this week, this year on the short week in in New Orleans, he runs for 59 yards and leads a game-winning touchdown drive. He felt very confident that without all the snaps he normally gets, he could still play at a high level. That didn't happen Sunday. It caught up with him Sunday, him and Jacksonville. Now, you got to throw in Christian Kirk wasn't there for him as a receiver, and he really makes everyone around him better because now you go strangle Evan Ingram, the tight end, and dare other people to make plays because Calvin Ridley should destroy you. But he's had like six, seven games where he hasn't even hit 40 yards receiving, which is stunning for a guy who's as explosive as he is. But it definitely wasn't Trevor Lawrence's ankle that was the issue. And in fact, all it did was create much more of, <laughs> we got a quarterback who's going to go out there for us, fellas. <laughs> we got that guy.
1: The Browns keep winning. The Steelers do lose, but the Bengals win as well. The AFC North continues to be interesting, even though the Ravens are going to win this division. What have you made of the Bengals and the way they've been able to stay alive despite you know the quarterback going in and out and, and getting that win? Jake Browning football, baby,
2: Jake Browning football. We met him. I think we talked about it, right? We met him before the Pittsburgh game Mm -hmm. and it didn't go, you know, (laughs) didn't go his way that day, but we met him. He was very confident in his abilities and himself. And since then, how about the Monday nighter at Jacksonville? He was incredible. AFC uh, player of the week. And then he did it again on Sunday He's the type of kid that's not only going to keep them afloat, he's going to give them a chance to win the – he's going to give them a chance to make the playoffs because Baltimore's going to win the division. That's pretty much a lock, right? But right now, out of the team's left, Cincinnati, Pittsburgh, Cleveland, who do you like best? That's going to be the key. Cleveland's defense at home, that's a problem. Cleveland's defense on the road, the numbers say they can be had. Going into Sunday, guys, they were averaging giving up 10 points a game at home going into Sunday, defense. On the road, 30 points a game. (laughs) I mean, it's the biggest disparity, and guess what? Tried to figure it out? Can't. We've asked players. Can't. I don't know what it is, but all I'm saying is the way Cincinnati's playing right now, I don't know if they dug too big of a hole, but that's a team I wouldn't want to deal with other than Baltimore in the division.
1: Charles, are Matthew Stafford, Sean McVay, and the Rams a team nobody wants to play in the NFC in the wild card round?
2: Got that right. You nailed that one. <laughs> I mean, we went into this season, one of my best friends in the world works for the Rams, okay? He's in uh, he's in their, their scouting and player personnel and all the good stuff. And we talked this summer, and he kept up about how young they were going to be and people bringing in. I just posed to him. I said, I know Sean's had that, you know, crisis of, should I coach? Should I not coach? I said, you know, he's been on that rollercoaster for a couple of years now. I said, is there any chance that having this crew with zero expectations is going to be maybe the best thing to happen to Sean in a while? And he thought about it and said, you know, potentially. He said, the problem is, though, in our division, San Francisco, Seattle, remember, this is preseason. He said, I don't know if we have enough. Well, it's kind of playing out that way that Sean McVay's having a ball with this type of team. And you're exactly right. Do you really want to deal with them in the first round of the playoffs? I don't think so. I don't think they're a Super Bowl team. I'm not going to get that crazy. But if they get in, I wouldn't want to deal with them.
1: Speaking of a team that got in, the Niners did clinch that playoff spot, a big divisional win against the Seahawks. Right now, this is a team that, despite having that, what, three game losing streak, I don't know if there's another team that looks as complete as this group. Perhaps. Maybe Dallas They are complete. They
2: are that team. Maybe, maybe Dallas, but Dallas has continued to prove it. Now, last night, Dallas took a big step because mm-hmm. they did what we've been asking them to do. Didn't they? They yep. beat someone that we respect, right? That's what we've been asking for. We got it. And they did it convincingly. So are they back in the fight? They sure are. But I remember earlier this season, what was it? 42 to 10. Sure and it was. felt like 82 to 10. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. So that still is hanging out there, but is Dallas a different team? I think so. Can they compete? No doubt about it. But the best team is San Francisco. No ifs ands and buts. Now the key with San Francisco, of course, is their key guys have to be on the field playing. I don't know that they adjust as well as maybe some others without guys. But if Trent Williams starts at left tackle, McCaffrey starts at running back. Purdy's your quarterback, Debo's your wide receiver, look out. Because when they're all together, you know, Kittle, the whole deal, when that core is together, I don't believe Purdy's lost a regular season start with them starting games and finishing. Their losses have happened when those guys haven't been in the lineup consistently. That's where they had the three-game losing streak. Trent Williams missed two of them. You know, uh, Debo was hurt. He had a fractured shoulder go right on down the line. So they need good health. And if they have it, they're the best team in the NFC.
1: Uh, Charles, I was thinking about this yesterday. I want to get your opinions. Uh, please, please sign me up for a Super Bowl 19 uh, rematch. Dolphins and 49ers. How awesome would that be?
2: Ooh, that'd be a whole lot of fun, wouldn't it? <laughs> that'd be a whole lot of fun. Nick Bosa and now Chase Young trying to chase around Tua and that that group. But the problem is that ball's out of his hands so fast. You might be a step late, no matter what you do.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You know who's gonna who's gonna cover Tyreek downfield, and how many people have to go with him? What, you know, Devon Han is back end of the backfield. Mostert, wow, yeah, sign me up because yeah. that's Dolphins offense versus Forty Nineers defense. Now flip it over. Mm-hmm. Dolphins defense probably not getting the respect it deserves. But if you have Xavier Howard and you have Jalen Ramsey chasing people around, that's a great matchup out on the perimeter. Oh yeah, I'm okay with that. Yeah. If, if that happens, we have we have zero problems with that, and that'd be a blast. And can you imagine two weeks of press conferences? Oh yeah, Kyle Shanahan and Mike McDan- and Mike McDaniel. It'd be great. You know, and and Mike just came from Kyle's tree. Oh yeah, that'd be fun. I'm with you.
1: Let's do it, um, Charles. Always a pleasure. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks for this. Thanks,
2: and and please tell me what the answers are
1: about him missing the net. I got to know. Yeah, we will will let you know next week when you're on. We'll let you know for sure. Okay.
2: I put you on point for this, Rizzo. I made you point for this
1: play. (laughs) Sorry. All good. Thanks, Charles. Talk to you next week. There he is. Charles Davis, NFL analyst, CBS Sports and NFL Network. Courtesy of Tom's House of Pizza. Pizza made to perfection. How? With locations in Calgary and... Okotoks. Um, we've been taking your text messages all morning, 960-960. It is day six of our Wilder's Brewery, 12 Days of Christmas. We'll open the on-air advent calendar. Uh, we're asking you, um, how did Jonathan Huberto miss that wide-open net on, how? Sa- on Saturday afternoon? Mm. How? 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 960-960, name and location. We'll also tee up the Flames and Avalanche straight ahead. They play in Denver tonight. But first, uh, it's tis the season to give, so we're asking you to share in the spirit of giving with our friends at the Mustard Seed. Now more than ever is the time to support those experiencing poverty and homelessness in Calgary. New underwear, socks, jackets, boots, gloves, razors, toothbrushes, and, deodor- and deodorant are all desperately needed. Drop items off at McManus Auto Group locations or at the Sportsnet Studios. For a full list of addresses, head to sportsnet.ca/ 960. Uh, straight ahead, we'll give away some some stuff, some a mystery prize, yes. and we'll tee up the flames and abs. It's the big show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, the fan. It's the big show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, the fan live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio uh, in about 10 minutes. We'll start playing some text messages from you. Um, there was an unfortunate incident on Saturday afternoon in the Flames 4-2 loss to the Devils. Down at the Dome, Jonathan Huberto had, a, had an opportunity in the second period to, to put the Flames up 2-0, had a wide open net, and somehow, someway missed it. How? We're asking you, how did Jonathan Huberto miss that? 960-960. And we'll open day six of our on-air advent calendar, courtesy of Rose Brewery. I have no idea. Do you know what the prize is today, or are you going to no, be surprised at the rest of us? I don't know. It's going to be a good prize. Probably, everything's been good Let's so far. Good. Uh, it's, all day, it's all been good. It's has been super exciting. Flames on the road tonight uh, in Denver against the Avalanche. Uh, you want some stats that surprises nobody on this game tonight? Sure. Yeah. Okay. I'm uh, in. Flames on the road this season uh-huh. uh, when scoring three plus goals, four zero and one. Oh. <laughs> Hell, yeah. That's yeah. yeah, when you get three goals on the road, yeah, that's a good recipe for success. Uh, when scoring two or fewer goals, 1-7-1. Uh, and one. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah that yeah. also makes sense. So um, here's something that's super interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know the old recipe and we talk about, got to start on time, got to start the first goal? Yeah, sure. Goal. Yeah, you know who uh, is tied for the NHL lead for having the fewest number of wins <laughs> when they score first? The uh. Flames? Yeah. Mm. Them and the Kraken. The only four wins this season when they score first. Kraken are good. Hmm. That's yeah. You don't love that? No, not no, at all. No. not at all. Uh, most wins when trailing first this season. The Flames second. Oh, okay. You know who's first? Devils. Most Devils. Yeah. But what? What? I'm mean, looking you look, at your dang well, shoulder. Well, at least, at least <laughs> give it a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> And Did uh, the, didn't even let me guess. Just devils, yeah, devils. just, just, <laughs> just read it over, over off the sheet. Nice, real good. Thanks, Patrick. You're really um, getting the bit. Um, God, how cold! I'll quit. How cold has the Flames' power play been on the road in their last seven games? Probably seven Antarctic. Games. Yeah, like deep Antarctic, <laughs> or like the Arctic Circle, like. like yeah, yeah, ice like cold. <laughs> like you're doing the Iditarod <laughs> in Alaska. Yeah, so you're just freezing your ass right, off on. being a dog musher. Yeah. That's how cold it is. <laughs> mm. Okay. For their last 21, how many goals have they scored in their last 21 power play opportunities on the road? Well, I, oh, on the road. Mm, on the road. So They've just been at home for six games, and the power play has been bad. I'm gonna say one. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> they were like over 30, and then they scored once on the road, and then it's been slumping again. Um, Also, another stat about the power play. These are just... It makes me sad when I look at these numbers. (laughs) I know, they're... Uh, Lowest power play percentage on the road since November 10th. Uh, The Flames, 4.8, one for 21. Mm. There's only two teams worse in the NHL on the road on the power play. Can Mm. you name either of them? Don't you look, Patrick. I'm not looking. I'm I'm going to say the Blackhawks and Sharks. Okay. (sighs) One more time. Only two teams are worse on the power play on the road since November 10th. Uh, the ducks have to be one. Oh, yeah, nope. They, oh, one okay. of them's going to put a smile on your face. Oh, oh uh, then it's got to be. Well, it's definitely penguins? not. Edith yes. Yeah. Uh, that yeah, put a crap. smile on my face. <laughs> <See you laughs> it. There it is. Because your boy Eric Carlson. They're O for their last 18 Habs on are the road. <laughs> Habs are 1 for 4. Habs have always had a bad They're, power No, players. I'm saying the Habs are better than the Penguins Like The overall. last time the Habs had a good power play was in the 70s, oh, where they had to oh. change the rule. Oh, so long, What's the bro? rule change? I watched so many bad Habs power plays. Like The last time they had a decent power play was when Sheldon Sore was hitting bombs oh, from the point. 90. That's the last time they had a good power play. I love Sheldon Sore. God. I loved uh, playing like the like, mid-teen NHL games. Yeah. And you just get Sheldon Story as a free agent. Laser. And just, just clap yep. bobs from the point. PP1. Yeah, yeah, and just smashing <laughs> just huge hits. Couldn't um, skate for a darn. Nope. And uh, Blue Jackets, 0 for their last 20. Mm. Yeah, they're in trouble. Yeah, well. Yeah, and uh, here's, here's, the, <laughs> and here's the weirdest stat uh, out of all of them, and then we'll move on to some text messages. Okay. Um, you know who leads the NHL in unassisted goals? What team? Unassisted goals? Unassisted goals in the NHL. Um, what a weird stat. I'm going to go. I'm just trying to think of an individual player who just scores a lot of goals. Yeah. Which team leads the league in unassisted goals? The, the, the Oilers? The Calgary Flames. Uh, Ten. Ten unassisted goals this season. The Kraken and Maple Leafs both have nine. The Avalanche have seven. Huh. Unassisted goals. Which is like what? The breakaways, the the short term breakaways off a turnover, I guess. Yep. Um, I can't even think of like like obviously Govich is one of them, but huh? That's a fun stat. I didn't. Okay, I'm in. Sure. Uh, Flames and Avalanche tonight. uh, Tough front end of them back to back. Like, tonight in Denver against the Avs, and then tomorrow in Vegas against the Golden Knights. Mm-hmm. I don't think I don't think this is probably the toughest two-game stretch of their season. Like on the Without road in looking Denver, ahead. Yeah, like on the road in Denver and then in Vegas to play on a back-to-back when your team is dealing with the flu. Just played six games at home, I get it. But this is the toughest back-to-back they have on their schedule. It has to be. I can't think of a tougher well, back-to-back. Well, they had Dallas and Colorado earlier this month, which was also, that's a hard one too. But, yeah, that's... Pretty good. Yeah, you're at the I, Stanley Cup an, champion, yeah. Golden Knights. And you, although start the Flames down. play well in Vegas, right? Or is it the opposite? No, it's they don't they have, opposite. They're terrible. Oh, that's they, right. They're they, terrible in Vegas. They're awful. <laughs> that's right. they Like I think they have what one win at T-Mobile. Maybe. Okay. So this is the toughest back. What was I thinking? I don't know. where do they play well on the road? Dallas, they play well. On yeah, the road. They play they well yeah, yeah. Dallas. They play really that's well. That's what I was thinking. The and they score a lot of goals for some reason against the Stars. And mm, so. they're undefeated in Seattle. Yeah, that's right. Yes. At Climb and, and like Pledge Arena, six trips. Yep. yeah. Best arena name in the uh, in the league. All right, uh, Flames and Avs tonight. will be all over tomorrow, like a dirty shirt. Uh, the Cobra will be back in breaking the game down. <laughs> oh yeah, for tonight. It's another Wolfie start, isn't it? No, it's got to be Vladar. You think? As so? long as he's feeling better. Okay, he's going to be Vladar Saturday. It was supposed to be, and then he was no. he was one of the flu boys, so okay. they went for the I Wolfie. That's Brett Cron doing a wolf. It's not to bad. Two went e bug last week. Yeah. how was just these... just cover until the Providence guy came in. Okay. Yeah. It was just in practice. He's just in practice. He's not could, allowed yeah. to. He's not allowed right. to be no. real. No, e-bug. no, they are Archer's Urbe was an e bug for the Sabres. Oh, that might have been an old rule because might you have been can't an old. do it now. You can't no, do it now. Can't. Okay. No, if you're Brent, a retired Brent player, you cron can't. Kron is not allowed to. Same with like LaBarbara is not allowed. Yeah. Like, yeah. Because if you played in the it's like a salary cap thing, it's an NHL thing. It has to be a non NHL player to be your e bug. Yeah, I think Archer Zerbe was the one. Which made the David Ayers story just so incredible how the Leafs can score on that guy in like a long time. They only got mm-hmm. one past him, and he drove the Zamboni for the Marlies. All right. Um, it's day six of our Wild Rose Brewery, uh, 12 days of Christmas, um, where we give, an, we give a mystery prize out. We don't know. And then yeah. uh, we, we, we usually give it out to the text line. Usually give us a, a funny or clever response. We pick it, we have a lot of fun. By the way, tomorrow, big time show tomorrow. Um, Stanley oh, Stanley Cup champion. Ho, 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 ho. Multiple Stanley Cup champion. Newly minted huh? hockey hall of famer. Yes, sir. Uh, Mike Vernon in studio tomorrow with Brent Cron. Like, that's not bad. We should probably tweet that out. Hey, tomorrow, yeah. tune in. I'll confirm it with, with Vernie before we it. tweet it out. Yeah. Yeah, but that, that's a, that's a big-time show. just tweet it out? That essentially counts as, like, <laughs> confirmed. Well, you just indeed. tag him in it? Yeah, just like uh, Shohei Otani's on a plane to Toronto. No problem. Just tweet it out. It's got to be true. It's on the internet. <sighs> but Mike Vernon will join us in studio tomorrow, and he doesn't know this. He may or may not be listening. I doubt he's listening. Why would he? But uh, I want to get him to pick the winner of the text topic tomorrow. Good. I'm in. That'll be fun. Think, like, I don't know him. I've never met Mike Vernon. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to meeting him. Yeah. Uh, you think he'll be weird about it? We, uh, no? we uh, met him in uh, Red Deer. Yeah, Maddie we met him I. in Red Deer. We yeah. chatted with him. Yeah. yeah, we hung out with him for a little while. Okay. Night, so. Look at you. Uh, you big, big was be down. Oh, yeah. Cron was right there with us. Bertie yeah, old, I, we're tied. The, the only reason is because we spotted Brent Kron and we weaseled ourselves into the area. Oh, okay. Right? Yeah. 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 Nothing no. wrong with weaseling. Oh, yeah. I'm a good weasel. Let me tell you about that. <laughs> so uh, Mike Vernon in studio tomorrow with the Cobra. Mm-hmm. So uh, it should be a, a really fun show tomorrow as well but right now it's time to give away day six of our wild rose brewery um 12 days of christmas we've asked you um with that unfortunate miss by jonathan huberto on saturday the, the net was wide open was he just had to put the biscuit in the basket wasn't he patrick decided... stefan open no but it was open no it, it was open yeah it was it was a play where a national hockey league player they should, should be put finishing. that in yeah. Yes, uh, a beer league player, essentially, mm-hmm. should be putting that home. Uh, we've asked you um, uh, in, just on the incredible call by uh, our very <laughs> own Derek Wills. Mm-hmm. It was just incredible. How? Yeah, how did Jonathan Huberto miss that? Flames on the attack oh. early, Coleman a shot, stop, rebound. Huberto misses a wide-open net. How? How? Yeah. How? 960-960, name and location to win. Um, texty McTexterson is our Sportsnet 960 to fan. Text reading robot. Uh, Shan took him mm-hmm. for a spin on Friday. Yeah, he did. Yeah, I don't know if it just doesn't feel the same. When, I don't like that wording either. Took him for Shan a ride. or GVP. <laughs> no offense to G, but like if you're not running, you're in it's trouble. Like, next, you week have then. you have a sense for <laughs> you and Texty are very close. You built. He built a bond, yeah. I mean, I know what I know what uh words sound like coming out of him. Vladar is tough. I'm still trying to find a Vladar spelling that works for him, but yeah, I know the Okatok spelling, I know how to you know, man, you know, I know what he's doing, manipulate Manipulate him a little bit because he is uh, talk to or type to yeah, text to speech. He's a, robot. Tool. he's a robot, he's a robot, yeah, yeah, he's a robot. Uh, he's all lubed up, uh, and ready to go. I don't like that we were riding him. <laughs> Excuse me, what okay, there we go.
0: Wedley in Bridalwood. Oh, Hubie straight up missed that open net because he saw Paula Abdul waving from the crowd.
1: Straight up Paula Abdul. Just Paula Abdul. Not bad. At, at the Flames game. She Very good, Wedley. Did she have a drink in her hand? <laughs> huh, I can't believe his streak <laughs> of not winning a prize continues. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> good effort. Poor Wedley. Hey. Mark in Scenic He's Acres. Okay. To Tommy's try and improve fan. his
0: game, he tried V-Ladder Stick during the game like ball players use different bats. <laughs>
1: You <laughs> out there with the goalie to stick? Get the big paddle <laughs> yeah. out there. I don't think, yeah, I don't think you use that, Jonathan. He's trying to shovel <laughs> that thing in. Switch something up here. <laughs> you could try, it, man. See what happens. Huh. Brent did say the goalie hit. stick. Try something a little different, maybe. Get banged He'll up. Try your goalie <laughs> stick. <laughs> yep. Yeah, maybe, maybe try stop goalie brace, skates. Spray painting your stick. Yeah, yeah. I wear a mask. <laughs> you hate that, eh? Hey? <laughs> that's weird.
0: Nina, Southwest Calgary. He was too preoccupied with thoughts about what to buy his teammates for Secret Santa. So far, he's narrowed it down to a Tim's gift card.
1: <laughs> Ten point five Gurren, That's all I could. Damn. I like that, Nina. <laughs> Where was she from? Pasadena. Southwest Calgary. Okay. Nina he, in Pasadena. And he's and he's like, really thinking. He's like, oh, gift cards yeah. to Timmys, or should I get them skate yeah, sharpening? It's, it's vouchers. like the scene in Bull Durham when they're talking on the mound, yeah. What to get for the wedding? Yeah, gift. exactly. Yeah, mm-hmm. very good. I Love that movie. I like that one, Nina. I like that. It's clever. I like to that. the top.
0: Brendan in Cochrane, Jonathan Huberto missed the net because he is too busy daydreaming about playing in Florida and his Shiny Green
1: Lamborghini. His shiny? Shiny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was like, how did Texty get a curse in there? <laughs> <laughs> That's what that sounded like to me. Oh. Okay. <laughs> And I was like, well, I, I don't know. I thought it looked like a pretty nice Lamborghini. Yeah. <laughs> matter it was of a fact. nice Lambo. <laughs> shinny, as yeah. they say. Shinny. Very shinny. Do you think he really misses playing in Florida? <laughs> I Who, wouldn't? Who wouldn't? No offense, but look outside. Dark. Yeah, oh. It's all right. It's cold. It's okay. It's all right. It's not it's palm not that cold today. It's not palm trees, oceans, and sand, and Lamborghinis that, that are shiny. but, you know, it's yeah. fine. Mm-hmm. And nobody, like, pays no attention income to really tax. what I'm doing. Yeah, and and yeah, he could be He's doing this under in a Florida microscope. and no one would care. they would be like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, they'd be like, the whatever. The one <laughs> beat writer they have. Yeah, they'd be like, yeah, but what George about the Richards? Dolphins? <laughs> George Richards <laughs> is like, what? What, what about the, the Finns, <laughs> though? What about Florida State getting hosed? they are killing it right now. Undefeated season, out of the playoff. Egregious! Yep.
0: Pete from Montreal. He misses what? his Montreal poutine pre-game meal of champs.
1: Okay. Um, can we really send a prize to Montreal? I don't, know. Again, I don't think I don't maybe think we just, need to on that one. No. But, but again, Pete, thanks for listening. In yeah. yeah. fact, in Montreal. Bonjour. Our show has reach apparently. Uh-huh. Listen, if there's one place that we are red hot in market, it's Montreal. Hey, he, he red te- hot. He texted from a. Five one nine number. Five one four. Just tell us his oh, whole just tell us Montreal. Montreal. <laughs> just tell us his whole phone number. No. Oh okay. that's, right. <laughs> that's definitely a, a Quebec area code. Yep. Look at that. Thanks nice <laughs> for listening, Pete. That's awesome. Thanks, Pete. All right.
0: Lonnie from Dover. Hubertot needed to give Wills an epic call. If anything, Hubertot was helping out Wills. Hmm. That's a good guy helping out the 960 broadcast, I think.
1: <laughs> See, that's a positive how That's He's a positive well. spin. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. He was helping out, hey, this is a great call. How? (laughs) And you can just hear just the bewilderment. Yeah. How? Question marks. And Derek's voice is like, how? (laughs) The attack early, Coleman a shot, stop, rebound. Huberdeau misses a wide open net. How? Yeah, how? I don't know. Sad.
0: (laughs) Jamie in Airdrie. Well, fellas, clearly Huberdeau missed that empty net because he was daydreaming about sitting on the couch with Kron. Gazing at his beautifully illuminated aquarium.
1: (laughs) Okay, Cron does love his fish. Jamie, that's a deep cut that you know that Cron loves his fish. The cobra loves his fish. Loves a good aquarium. Yep, he does. Mm -hmm. Talking about him on Friday. Maybe he did. How many more he got? Oh, was he? Okay. You guys got some aquarium on Friday without me? Yeah, there's a lot of stuff.
0: (laughs) Wyatt in Langdon. Jonathan Huberdeau missed that empty net because he was thinking about how it was Robert Herjavec that got off the plane and how we lost Shahey Otney.
1: Shahey Otney? You know, know what? You still can't spell it, That's a tough that, one. I don't think you have to ever fix that. I think we can leave that as, as it is now. Shahey That's his yeah. name. Shahey Otney, whatever Play that one again. other guy in L.A.
0: Wyatt in Langdon. Jonathan Huberdo missed that empty net because he was thinking about how it was Robert Herjavec that got off the plane and how we lost Shahey Otney.
1: I how like is one. he closer on Herchevek? <laughs> yeah, how? Text he really is. He, he, he cannot do <laughs> Otani. Uh, we just got a great text. Halberdo. <laughs> Jonathan. <How>? Burdo. <laughs> yeah. Can mm. we, if we, <laughs> there's no time to do like put How and then Birdo together. <laughs> slant. Oh, no, not that <laughs> not one. Not slant. Sorry. I, sorry, I do love the slant. Is there a way though. we can do that? <laughs> Huberdo oh. misses a one. Yeah, okay. You're going to cut those together? Live on the air? Yeah. How, uh, why don't you work How on would that? I do that? Live! What don't how? You, why don't you do Huberdeau! that? <laughs> that's not bad. Birdle! Halberdo! Yeah, Halberdo. I like uh, I like Wine and Langdon, cause that's just How like, oh. Birdle! Yes! <laughs> yes! How <laughs> <bad>. oh. <laughs> We should do that and then Kron's wolf, all Kron's <laughs> howl all the all yes. to the a little clap tighter the do you wolf like a, man like doo, 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 yeah, doo, doo, one more time. Hal- Alberto. <laughs> That's not bad. Uh, Alberto. Yeah, I think I want to give it to Wine and Landon. Sure. All right. Congratulations, Wine and Landon. Uh, you're winning day six of our twelve days of Christmas, courtesy of our friends at Wild Rose Brewery. Oh, GVP. what are we opening up today on the on air advent calendar?
2: Perfect. A Wild Rose
0: Brewery crib board. Whoa. A crib board?
1: Nice. Okay. I don't know if we need the editorial. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Crib. <laughs> crib board. Nice. Cribbage. Perfect. Right. Love crib. Listen, day 12 is going to be bananas. Yeah. Where not only can you win a cribbage board, yeah. you can win a $50 gift card, Nike golf shirt, wild rose brewery, snapback cap, t shirts. You get all 12 if you win day 12. We got to do something crazy on that. day. What date. would be day 12? Tw- what is that? So mm-hmm. is this six, seven. It's got to be down well, the road. It's, it's, yeah, yeah, it's, it's next, next week, week when I'm, right. I'm not here. Oh, that's, yeah, that's disappointing. Yeah. Uh, While Rose Brewery has been serving a premium craft beer to Albertans since 1996, whether you're looking for a finely tuned craft lager or a robust porter, they've got something for everyone. Find them around Alberta and at their tap room in the Curry Barracks. Got to do our Big Bets read, right? Oh, yeah, Big Bets. Okay, what did we I do want, this week? Let me tell you this. So, uh, obviously, we've been talking about the Kadarius Tony call all day. Yep. Uh, on Get Up this morning, Rex Ryan was on. With um, Ryan Clark, that was the other analyst yep. there. And um, Rex had some thoughts on Kadarius Tony and having his toe over the line.
2: I just said, this is a toe I don't like. <laughs> he toe
1: soft, toes. I, I like. Hey. You know I
2: like toes. I don't like this toe. Yeah. Hey, come on, line up on freaking side for crying out loud. <laughs> is, is that Ryan yeah. Clark?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. If, for, just, just for some context, if you didn't know, uh, there's a video floating around. Where Rex Ryan really loves feet. He loves feet. His wife's feet especially. He's, he's a, a foot, foot guy. He's a foot guy. The tattoo yeah. he's got his wife in the Mark Sanchez jersey. Yeah. Like yeah, on his own. Yeah. Like uh like jam him in his mouth, like like. So good for Rex Ryan doing <laughs> that. jam him in his mouth <laughs> <What> <laughs> like, it, like. Just <laughs> let that guy <go. laughs> RNFL <laughs> Big NFL Big Bets. Brought to you by Sports Elect. Prove your sports IQ and claim the mm, title with Sports Elect pools. <laughs> Make your picks at sportselect.com us be eighteen plus. Please play responsibly. What did we do this week, Patrick? Uh, well, you and George and myself, we both went four and two. Hey. Maddie, you went one and five. Whoa. Hey. Worst week all season. Getting a little cold right, right now. <laughs> Worst uh, week. Bengals came through for you. Uh no, they didn't. No. Oh. He had the under in that one. Yep. Oh. The, the Niners, Seahawks under came for three. No. I took the Bengals. Did you? Oh, I you never did. take oh. the under in the Bengals game. He said, who day? Oh, I two always and four. take who day. I was hearing too many unders. My bad. You're two and four then. <laughs> okay. All right. On that note, what do you got coming up on Mucho Big Show? Oh, we're gonna 50 re- wins on the season. We're Hooray. Gonna re- 50. We're going to relive the uh, Shohei Otney, uh horror with oh, Ben Shulman. Great. Yeah. Why Shohei? Did you say horror? Horror, yeah. Okay, yeah. Did you imagine reading a tweet from a legitimate baseball person saying? he's I a don't know who's of to Toronto. I don't know who's legit. And then out there he doesn't anymore. end up signing with the Blue Jays. <laughs> we did. I know. We like that was real life. <laughs> what <are> You <laughs> talking about we it, we But did that was that. real we life. We were there. It sucked. It was terrible. Ugh, <laughs> awful. Ugh, that's the life. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, that one right, too. Give me a Halberto one more time. Uh, yeah. Yep. Alright, getting there. Uh, how? 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 Yeah, how? I put it in the sports folder. Afternoon can use it if they want. Uh, right, I'm well. sure they will. Um, Alright, uh, Mike Vernon tomorrow we think. Mucho Big Show next. Apple, Google, Spotify, Amazon. <laughs> or ever get your favorite podcatcher, because why not? <laughs> Heck yeah, bro. <laughs> we'll be all over the flames and abs tomorrow, and then we'll tee up the Golden Knights and flames. Maybe we'll have Cobra Cron's keys to the game. I know, and it needs a better title. Yeah, and like Pat said in the break, we got to maybe avoid some of the The alliterations with all the K's. Hmm. Probably not great. Well, I think we have to brainstorm some stuff. Probably not. Mm. All right. Have a great Monday. Bye. Bye. Sit, Ubu. Sit. Good dog.